This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis again, riding out on old Dan, my old trusty pony. And uh, I'm happy to be back with you folks at this time. The Lord has blessed me above abundantly more than I could ask or thank, giving me the opportunity to come into your homes with the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And it's so good just to visit in your homes. I love to hear from you. I love to read your letters. I love to hear your phone calls. And I always appreciate when you do that. And uh, I like to just think of you as my folks, my radio listeners, my internet listeners. And uh, I appreciate what the Lord has done for me, giving me the opportunity to be maybe just a help in your heart and in your life a little bit. Maybe if I said something that would be a, a blessing to you, then I appreciate what the Lord has done. And the Lord gives me that opportunity to go forth, uh, bringing the gospel day by day. And we've been in these studies now quite a while on the home. We looked at the first home that was established. The Lord sought Adam and Eve there, and they were hiding in the bushes, making the cloak or coats for their skin, and the Lord taught them the lesson of how God saves a sinner. I mentioned the other night in our regular service here, you know, we all need, we all need, we must have uh, redemption in Christ. But look what the Lord did. He came there, and he taught Adam and Eve. He preached to them the first sermon uh, on the blood, showed them that sacrificing those animals was the blood. And then on down through the ages, his word tells us how that Christ died for sinners. And that's a gracious time. And I'm, I'm not going to preach to you this morning. I'm just going to bring you what the Lord says about raising our families, rearing our families, raising our families. I hope you understand what I'm, what I'm getting at. We've about lost our homes. We've about lost our families to the world and to everything that's distraction. And I'm just... Asking the Lord, maybe one or two or three families across this nation, that the Lord will touch your heart and let you see how that your families uh, must be uh, brought up under the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And you bring up a child in the way it would go, it won't depart from it. And those things, the Lord has been gracious to me. We saw there the first home. We saw there where Adam and Eve was our first family. And then the Bible teaches us that man is the head of the home. And I know that we've uh, stepped on some toes by talking about women's place in the home, that they're not to usurp the authority of the man, especially in the church. I get a few comments about that and a few eyebrows raised up when I mention that there's no place in God's word where a woman can preach. The Lord doesn't give you the authority to preach or the responsibility. It's all on the man. But the woman has a place, and that is in subjection to her husband. We saw that. And that's in love. I'm not talking about being under the tyrant's lash. You know, we're not talking about that. That's not a home. That's a hell. But we come down now in the last study or two on the children being an heritage unto the Lord. And we looked there in our last study how that uh, asking the question, my dad, my mom, are you are you uh, taking time out with your children in this busy, hectic world that we have today, running here, there, and yonder? And a lot of us mothers are working out on the job and come home. And, and are you neglecting your children and your family of not reading and studying God's Word? Oh, my friend, I'm so afraid that there's not many of you out there taking God's Word. And, and, and even even just a, a, a small pittance in the evening or in the morning before they leave to go to, uh, to school or either at night before you put them to bed. Those little old fellows, you go to tuck them into bed and give them a little sweet kiss. But are you talking to them about the Lord? Are you reading God's Word to them? Oh, I hope you do, my friend. Listen, let's look. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Uh, let me plead with you out of, out of the heart. 
uh, to bow your knee, dead, before the Lordship of Christ and ask the Lord to give you that patience, that grace, and the voice of authority to control your children. Don't wait till they get 14, 15 years old. No, they'll tell you where to head in then. No, oh, oh my friend, I, to me it's just a practical application. If you let it go, if you let it go, uh, it, it won't happen. You, you could take out there in the animal world, you can take a, a newborn baby calf when it's small, and you can begin to, to uh, train it to follow out on a rope or, or whatever, and it'll always, it, it, it knows that. And, uh, but if you leave it out there in the pasture, I know my son showed 4-H club calves when he was in high school, and we'd go buy a good, a good class of beef stock somewhere in Texas and bring that thing home, and it would take us weeks to get it gentle, but if they'd have started on it when it was little, it wouldn't be the same way with a child, my friend. Just exactly the same way with a child. But, oh, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Have you asked the Lord to give you that voice of authority? It's not a feminine thing to, to teach your children, my father, my dad. It's not a feminine thing. You don't have to be ashamed. But listen, the Lord has given you some of your good families, given you a good wife, given you obedient children, but maybe you don't even appreciate them. Oh, let's let's think about it. The Lord says, if we ask, we shall receive anything that you ask in the Lord's name. I asked this morning, are you doing that? Are you just throwing your children to the wolves, so to speak? If you are, be better than you've never been born. I have no sympathy whatsoever with this modern-day teaching and that we're hearing now of controlling the children. The Bible says, spare the rod and spoil a child. The old trailblazer was brought under subjection many, many years ago. And then I say oftentimes, my family, I raised my children under the stars and stripes, like one of the old pastors used to say. I furnished the stripes and they saw the stars. But my friend, I'm not talking about being cruel and all that. No, no. But I just praise the Lord for the advice that uh, the Lord has given me. And in his rod where the authority is, I learned obedience there. But listen. I've learned this. If you want your children to love you, make them obey you. Make them obey you. Many of our places now are filled with people today because their children don't want them. These old nursing homes, so to speak, were filled with people whose children have, they just don't want them because they never were made to mind. I saw a bumper sticker on a vehicle not long ago. I was going down the road, and this elderly couple was in a, in a, um, a small motor home, and on the back of it they had a bumper sticker that said, we're spending our children's inheritance. Oh, but my friend, children are a heritage of the Lord. Now, you cannot direct all the energy and the nature of a child, part of it to be curbed and subdued and brought under subjection. That will must be broken, and the child must be taught obedience. So let me ask you, father, mother, has your will ever been broken? Have you ever bowed your knee to the, to the Lord and, and, and confessed all of your sins and asked the Lord to forgive you and asked the Lord to save you? But listen, we've looked at the responsibility of the parents, which always comes first, but now let's look at the responsibility of that child. In Ephesians 6, 1, we find these words. Listen now, you children there, sit up and listen. You, you, you uh, have, don't have time to listen Maybe look up from your schoolwork and listen whatever time you hear the old trailblazer. Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. 
Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live a long time on the earth. Now, my friend, you looking for a gracious promise? Here's one. Instructions and a promise. Children, boys and girls, I don't know where the age limit would start on this. I don't believe there is an age limit. As long as your parents are living, they may be up in their 80s like I am, and my children are grown, but they obey me. I tell them to do something. They do it. I ask them kindly uh, to do some chores around the house for me. They willingly they do it, and they're always kind and gracious to me and their mom. But my friend, listen, but it says to honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. With a promise. You know what that promise is? That it might be well with thee that thou mayest live a long time upon the earth. Now, we, we, we talk about doctors and medicine and all these new things they got, but my children, young, young people, the Bible says if you honor and obey your mother and your dad, you will live a long time upon this earth. That's what it says. Now, now let's go back on another promise. Uh, in Colossians 3, children, obey your parents in all things, not just what you want to do, not just what you agree to do, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now, you're not a gracious thing. Did you know you can please the Lord? How so? Children, obey your parents. There's nothing, there's never a beauty, more beautiful picture than to see a family, a young family with a couple of three kids, and their children are obedient. They are. They are. And I know I know we have folks like that uh, that I've, I've met. We had a lady come in the bookstore one day a while back, and I found out a little later that she had 14 children. She had three or four or five of them with her. And uh, one of them was a teenage girl, about 14, maybe 15. And her mother was over there looking for something in one section of the bookstore. And I told the little girl, I said, Sugar, we got some good stuff over here for young people, for children uh, that you might like. She went over and asked her mom, said, Mom, can I go over there and look at this stuff the pastor talking about? I said, oh, my, what grace. She just she asked her mama, could she walk over there? My friend, that, it was the ideal picture. Those children were sitting quietly. They weren't rambunctiously. We have some come in here that you have to run behind them and pick up the stuff off of the floor and all that. But this woman has 14 children. She was homeschooling them, and she was looking for some homeschooling material here in the bookstore. And this young girl asked me, asked her mama, said, Mother, can I go over there? The pastor said they got something over there. And she, she showed her, sure, go ahead, darling. But my friend, it just made an impression upon me like nothing else ever had. It wasn't that jumping and scratching. No, they were all obedient there. And I said, my, my, what grace that they're bringing those children up. And I've heard some, some other things about them lately, and it's just, that's, the way they, that's the way that family operates. And no doubt, it's all by purpose. It's old, they, they spend some time with those children. And they have grown children and still have some young ones. But I'm sure that they have a Bible study time with those children, and they teach them how to obey and how to mind. Don't you feel bad for the school teachers of the day having to put up with these ruffians that come into school now in the middle school and the high school, and they think they somebody come and they're gonna they're gonna tell you where to head in? Oh, I wouldn't be a school teacher for nothing in the world. Especially now, they want to take everything away from you. You can't send them to the principal's office no more. I saw in one school district over in Texas where the child gets upset and upsets the class, they write him a ticket like you would a traffic ticket, and he and his parents have to go to court. This, it goes to court. It's kind of outrageous, but my friend, maybe that's what it takes in that area. 
and then they go to court, and they, they judge, here's what they did and all that, and the fine can be up to $500. They feel like hurting them in the pocketbook is a way to make a mind. But I know better than that. The best way to make a mind is to start when they're young, teach them, teach them how the Lord wants them to live, and then apply the rod, apply the, a keen switch to those little legs, make them dance like the old saying was, make them do the two-step backwards. That's what we learned to do when we was children, learn to do the two-step backwards when my dad got a hold to us with a keen limb on them bare legs. But my friend, old Trevor is going to keep on keeping on, being true to your soul. I'm praying for you that your Lord will give you strength and grace and uh, to, to bring your children up. And we'll get back into it tomorrow in our next study. And we look in there where in Exodus 20 where it says, Honor thy father and mother. Oh, my friend, we don't have much of that today, do we? Remember the old trailblazer, being true to your soul? Pray for me. Will you do that? Help me with the broadcast if you appreciate these messages at all. And they're all available on CDs now. And pray for me. Would you do that? Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you.